Coast and Wilmington, Delaware. Turn it up. It's the Core Link Solution Radio Show with James Russo Sr. Faith, art, vocation, education. He talks about it all. Let's go. Let's go. What's happening, family? Welcome to your Friday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with your boy for a little bit. You know what it is. I like to empower you with awareness and actionable insights. Not even about what I like, what I'm called to do. And we do that across this station through four things, faith, art, vocation, and education. I think we're going to talk about a little bit of all those things today. Hey, listen, it's snowing here in Wilmington, Delaware. And I want to say to folks who are in this region, get in the snow Let's remember how we used to enjoy the snow. It's good to go out, make some snow angels, have a little snowball fight, maybe build a snow castle. It's not about our aging. It's about how we approach things that keep us young. Hey, family, I want to pray for all the folks in Uvalde, Texas, and everything. I think that's probably resurfacing for all the parents, the grandparents, the loved ones, everyone involved in how the situation unfolded and the unrest that's probably happening because of that situation. I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday the department of justice released a report detailing their analysis of the situation. My understanding is the mayor asked them to do a balanced report, right? As an outsider looking into what took place and you can go read it for yourself, but some of the detailed line items include lack of appropriate actions, lack of, let's call it urgency in terms of how they approach the situation, um, not following training protocols and such for an active shooter situation. And the list goes on and on. And if you listen to or watch some of the broadcasts, it brings up a lot of things that are just gut-wrenching. And I couldn't help but think about if you're a parent, the justice system making these announcements may not give you a lot of satisfaction it may help in one sense in terms of bringing forth things that validate there's a case to be made a civil justice case to to be made so on and so forth and and damages and whatnot but that also means they are reliving not not to suggest first of all that they stopped reliving the situation but for sure this amplifies reliving it so i just want to lift up my prayers and i hope you do as well for all the folks that have been involved in one way shape or form all the people that are touched by this the 19 lives lost just think about that 17 children two adults lost during this tragedy family that's one of the best things we can do particularly when we're distanced from the situation let's lift folks up in prayer Hey, family, one of the things that any of us can do is struggle with different things going on in our lives. You know, oftentimes we want to be strong for those around us. We want to be the leader. We want to be impactful. We want to demonstrate through example shit, so to speak. But we also need help. We need help from our friends, our loved ones, and most importantly, our Heavenly Father. And I appreciate the fact that many who are listening to our station may not have had an encounter with Jesus Christ, may not have asked Jesus Christ to come into their lives. And I invite you to do so. I also appreciate the fact that many have drifted away during the recent years, particularly during COVID. If you look at some of the research that happened during COVID, many folks stepped away from churches, uh, whether it was intentionally or not, whether it was being bundled up inside allowed you to drift away a little bit, allowed you to not have some of those connections and absent those connections. You got disconnected piece by piece by piece to a point where you're not even connected at all anymore. And so I invite you to please check back in, get to know Jesus Christ for yourself. And we have resources, text holy H O L Y to two, one, three, four, six, whether it is your first time, 
asking the Lord and Savior to be in your life, whether it's a time of prayer that you need, whether you are already saved and sanctified, but you need a body of believers to get connected with, we invite you to do so. Again, text HOLY to 21346. Hey, family, one of the questions I posed to you at the top of the show is, how will you learn in 2024? You've got vision, you've got goals and things you want to accomplish, but how will you learn in support of the things you want to accomplish, whether it's professionally or personally, we all need to learn. Learning is a continuous thing we do. People who have embraced it call themselves lifetime learners. And we, listen, you're going to learn one way or the other, whether you're proactive or reactive. Reactive means you go through the valley, and in the valley, you struggle and learn by way of taking the scars. But there's a way of learning proactively, right? And it doesn't mean sitting in a classroom all the time, but it sure can. So there's formal, informal, proactive, reactive. And what I want to talk about today is proactive, let's call it semi-formal because it decides on how you want to do it, but a form of learning, and that's online learning. And it's interesting because oftentimes when people think about online learning, they put it in the context almost like it's substandard to in-classroom learning. And let me give you some facts before we jump into how you might accomplish this. So in 2021, 11.2 million college students, 60% took at least one class online. That's a slight decrease from 2020 when 14.2 million college students took at least class one line. But listen to this, 8.9 students, excuse me, 8.9 million students take college classes exclusively online, 8.9 million. So we're not talking about something that is, is in a test and learn phase. We're talking about something that is used regularly by the masses. Okay. And so I, I want to tell you my own personal story. I, when I was, Coming out of high school, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to Temple University. I was diehard to go to Temple University. I wanted to be a communications major. I felt that I could get to radio one day. Ha, look at that. That's amazing how God works sometimes. I went I went 20 years around it, but <laughs> I'm finally here owning the station. Okay, but I went to Temple University, and I, I, I got there, got my books, got all set. And, and just to set this up and let you understand how important this was to me, in the 12th grade, our English teacher asked us to do an assignment and find track somebody down that you want to talk to that does what you believe you want to do in the future. And I did that diligently. And I went down to WDAS in Philadelphia and met Doug Henderson, one of the smoothest DJs I've ever seen. I mean, literally he invited me in. He's like, Hey young brother, da da da, sit down, man. Good to meet you. He said, hold on one second. Turned around. Says, Doug Henderson in the afternoon, blah, blah, blah. Introduced the Brown sugary song. I came back. All right, brother. So tell me what you want to know. And we talked and I learned. And so, bam, that was it. I knew I went, signed up, got in the temple. First day in temple, running around my books, doing my thing. Later that afternoon, I get a call, come down to the bursar's office. I go down to the bursar's office and they say, your financial aid did not go through. What do you mean? <laughs> your financial aid did not go through. You need to resolve it. And we had one of those, what I've heard afterwards Let's call it 2% cases fall into this uh, range, if you will, where you don't have enough credit, meaning you, your parents, to have financial aid and take loans, or but you have you make just slightly too much to get grants. And so we were turned down on both, and so I was booted out of Temple University. So after that, I just did a number of things. I went to Computer Learning Center to learn how to be a programmer. While I worked jobs during the day, decided I didn't want to be a programmer, but I would I would do some on the side. But I went and after, <laughs> this is so funny too, 
Go investigate what you think you want to do with people who do it before you spend the time. Because I did not do that before I went to school for programming. So I go take all these programming courses. I can still I can still write code. So I, I, you know, but then when I went to where all the programmers were, where I worked at that time, which was a men's store called Today's Man at the corporate offices, I go down there and I noticed they are all kind of isolated, heads down, programming. And it, it just didn't feel like me. So come back. Do other jobs. I work all kind of jobs. I work four seasons overnight doing uh, valet parking and doorman. I work at different parking lots, parking cars. I work at the Liberty Place downtown Philly and one of the restaurants. I mean, I do a ton of different things. And later, I start getting into financial services. At Today's Man, I move from um, payroll and things like that and start learning how to do HR work and so on and so forth. And then I get into Chase, and I'm in my... 20s or so at this point right and so it's nagging at me that I'm working in different jobs I had gotten to a vice president level so on and so forth but I still had not completed my degree and it felt important there was something about for me having the the, the formal education the underlying frameworks the bricks if you will and it's great that I'm up here painting windows and putting in windows but I'm basically doing it again from being taught someone else's way of doing it. And I felt like I wanted the foundational undergirding, if you will. So I go back to school online. Now I'm not going to tell you where I went back online because I don't want to bias you, nor do I want to talk against one of the online schools that I am a member of the board of. So anyway, I go back to online school at night um, where you go, obviously when you want to, but I made my time at night, if you will, after work. And it was remarkable. It was liberating and it exceeded my expectations in terms of giving me some foundational information that many would say, well, you're already a vice president in a large company like JP Morgan Chase. You don't need that. And, and actually that's what a lot of many of my friends say. You're already succeeding, quote unquote, right? Succeeding. And, and I, I just wasn't comfortable with that. So I go back and I do it. And I want to say this to you, family, you might be in the same situation. You might be questioning whether you need to do it. I'm going to tell you, for me, it was well worth it. And not only did I do it once, I went back again in my 40s to get my executive MBA. That, that was not as much online, but, you know, every other weekend uh, in person, the rest online. And so I am a fan. And I can tell you that when I went to, to Kellogg, Northwestern Kellogg for that. And so I can say double down on it is important. So when I come back, we're going to continue this career clinic because I want to give you some tips on how to do it well, not just from my vantage point, but we collected information. Jay does such a great job at this, by the way, Jay at Holy Culture. Uh, such a great job is compiling these articles of information that we believe will be helpful to you. So when I come back, I'm going to continue and tell you about some tips to succeed in online learning. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. If you're just tuning in, I've been talking about some ways to learn this year. More specifically, I've been talking about learning online. I was sharing a little bit of my story and sharing the value overall learning online. And I promised to share some tips. And so let's get after it. Let me go through some of these tips. The first thing I'm going to tell you about learning online. Again, once you've locked in on the value, once you say, oh, yes, this is going to help me accelerate and reach my goals, my things I want to achieve for 2024. It lines up with the vision. It is, again, helped me take steps forward. One of the things you need to do is schedule your time wisely. I've seen many a people try to do this ad hoc and shoot from the hip and say, for example, I know I have a piece of paper 
uh, do this Friday, a paper, excuse me, do this Friday or a certain assignment and during the week, assume kind of ad hoc, they will make time to get it done. I'm telling you right now, that is not a plan, family. You need to schedule to get it done as you would with anything else. If you have an event that you're going to perform at, you schedule times to practice. Do you not? If you have uh, a, a holiday you're getting ready for and a feast, you you make the time to get to the grocery store to prepare everything and make the feast. You need to do the same thing when it comes to online learning. It is not less than anything else. And so for me, as an example, like I said, I've done it twice. I've gone back to school online for my bachelor's and then with my master's. We had every other weekend in person, but the rest of it was online. What worked for me was evenings, making sure I came home and then would go down to my basement office in the home and have two to three hours each night. And thank God for my wife. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for my wife, who was not only understanding, but supportive proactively and being, you know, cooking dinner, willingness to bring it down, put it in front of me, et cetera. Would often come back later that evening and bring me a snack. Yes. My wife is special like that. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm blessed. And so Making sure you schedule your time and to the extent that you can, you have people in the house supporting you. Uh, number two, stay organized. Now, everyone views organization differently. I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely a structured person. It doesn't mean I don't like to have fun, but I like structure. I like, you know, things. I'm a guy who's probably symmetrical. I need things organized in the calendar a certain way. I, I, I need to be able to see what's ahead of me. Uh, I need neat stacks of things if they're going to be stacks, et cetera. You may be the opposite. You may love organized chaos, whatever it is. Again, however you plan things and organize things to get other things done, please, please, please double down. Do the same for your online learning. Number three, remain engaged, fam. I know when I say that you go, well, of course, I'm paying for online school, et cetera. I will remain engaged. You have to be operating at a high level intent to remain engaged. And I'll give you a couple points. One, read all the posts. Don't read the minimum number of posts. Don't check in if, you know, some of the things with online school are interesting because they have minimums in certain places. So you may see something that says minimally you need to be on for 20 minutes every time you come on. And that needs to be at least four times a week. So some people will actually do that. They're going four times Watch the clock. Make sure they've done their 20 minutes. You need to respond to at least three posts a week. Whatever. I'm telling you, throw out the minimums and get engaged. Read the post from your classmates. The interaction from your classmates is an invaluable part of the learning exercise. So read the post. Two, ask clarifying questions. Look for opportunities to do iron sharpens iron. When you ask a question, it sharpens you, but it also sharpens your teammate on your team. And and listen, when I'm when you're an online class, I'm telling you right now, you are a team. Please believe me. If there are 22 people in the class, you have 22 teammates. The third, add substantive comments. Excuse me, substantive. I can't talk. Add substantive comments to the post. So if you read a post and you find something interesting, say you found this particular part interesting. If you slightly disagree, maybe you say, I slightly disagree and here's why. But add substantive comments to the post. So that's number two. Excuse me, number three. Remain engaged. Number number four, find meaning in your course. So when you start the course, quickly identify the linkage to your vision and to your goals for the year. What could you possibly take away from this course that is going to, again, accelerate and support what you're doing? 
Read through the syllabus if you're not totally sure. Maybe the course has this big name that you don't understand, right? Microbosalism. And you say, well, I don't know what microbosalism is. Read through the syllabus. Read through the expected outcomes and make a linkage. When you do that, you give yourself that much more incentive in terms of being engaged, being structured, et cetera. When I come back, I'm going to share three more tips about how to succeed in online learning, family. We'll be right back. James Rousseau and the Corling Solutions Show. Yeah! Be sure to follow him and the conversations on Twitter at James Russo Sr. Hey, family, if you're just tuning in, I've been talking about how you might succeed in online courses this year to ensure you have proper undergirding of your vision and your goals for 2024. I talked about my experience in online learning. And again, if you're just tuning in, let me say this to you. I finished my bachelor's at the tender age of 34 online and finished my Executive MBA in my 40s on the weekend in school, but the rest online. And so I'm a huge fan of online education and the value it can bring to you. Let me finish with these three tips, family. So, uh, and let me tell you the first four if you're just tuning in. One, schedule the time wisely. Two, stay organized. Three, remain engaged. Four, find meaning of your courses. But number five, focus on self-care. Focus on self-care. Understand that our brains are like a muscle. They get worn out when they have too much time under tension. Sometimes heavily focusing on one thing for long periods of time can bring you down, bro. Can bring you down. Similarly, doing mental gymnastics about all the things you need to do can bring you down. So think about self-care. Think about being kind to yourself. Unload the list of things you need to do onto a piece of paper. Write them all out if you want to. If you're an electronic person, sure, use notes on your iPhone or whatever the case may be, whatever you choose. But unload it and then pick a few things that you're going to do, two or three things that you'll do, and get after them in sequence as you sequence those priorities. Give yourself that technique as a piece of self-care. The second piece of self-care is plain and simple. Get the appropriate amount of rest, fam. One of the things that happens is when we take on something like this, we say, I just need to, to grin and bear it. I just need to make it happen. I got to do this thing. That's admirable. That's nice. The reality is you still can get exhausted. And working when you're exhausted will not produce the best results, and we all know that. So enough said. Six, set realistic goals for yourself. Set goals in terms of what you're going to accomplish each day or each week. And then reward yourself for the goals. I know it may sound, again, a little strange when you think about, well, I got to grind through this to get this new school thing done. Yes, you do. But if you have four things to do that week, and depending on how you've arranged them and organized them, and maybe you've taken some things and chunked them down, by the way, chunking is a strategy, meaning that if you've got a big block of work to do, I used to have a mentor who used to say, how are we going to eat that elephant? We're not just going to grab the whole elephant and eat it. We've got to break it down into pieces to eat that thing. So if you've got something that's huge, maybe it's broken down into five pieces. Maybe each piece is significant enough that it's going to take an hour or two. After you do each piece, say, yes, I did it. Celebrate. Whatever you need to do. Go play a game of Madden. Go take a walk around the block. Do a quick Peloton or whatever workout for 30 minutes. And then come back. Go celebrate. Go celebrate. Go celebrate. It is a healthy, healthy rhythm, family. The last tip I will give you is know when to get help. Be willing to accept help. I can admit it. Many of us, depending on our backgrounds, our situations, things from the past, et cetera, 
we like to take on the burden ourselves and feel like we've got strong shoulders, and we do. First of all, in all things, the Lord has already achieved the biggest victory of all that we need. So, so that's done. But he operates the same way in our lives. We're going to give things over to him. So one, be willing to pray about school. Not be willing, do it <laughs> proactively. Do it proactively. Pray about school as a part of your prayers, family. Number two, use the physical resources that are given to you. If you are struggling in a subject, make sure you talk to that professor or teacher about it. Say to them, I have some questions about this. I'm struggling a little bit with this concept because if you don't get the concept, then you won't get everything that relies on that concept. And so be willing to do that. Two, physical resources. Tutors are typically available. If after you've talked to your professor, et cetera, you say, I need more Grab a tutor. One of the wonderful things about tutors is that most of them are willingly and happily volunteering their time out of their love of their out of the love of their, in their heart and or the logic in terms of they have things they want to do. And tutoring is a part of that to get to where they need to get to. So they have tutoring our commitments they need to deliver. Last but not least, counseling is usually available. So now if you're struggling with stress and other personal matters, that seem to be inhibiting how you get schoolwork done, fam, again, use the physical resources. Get the counseling that is available to you, fam. Those are my seven tips. Again, I look forward to hearing some of your progress reports about online learning, how it's helping you achieve what you want to achieve, family. Thank you, as always, for being with me on this Friday. But we're not done. We're not done. One of the things I've been really doing and enjoying is reading some of your comments to some of the posts from the show. If you don't know, now you know uh, a lot of the excerpts from the show in terms of pieces of the career clinic and other things like that. We put on our social media page, my social media page, James Rousseau SR, James Rousseau Senior on IG, Facebook, TikTok, etc. And I love your comments. One comment I want to read from Vision, what I talked about last week from King Legend 757. He said, For me, my vision comes through prayer and fasting so I can be sensitive to the heartbeat of God and his will for my life. Man, I love that. Let me read that again. For me, my vision comes through prayer and fasting so I can be sensitive to the heartbeat of God and his will for my life. I learned that focusing on what I want can lead me off course if it's not related to seeking the kingdom. Listen, King Legend 757. Brother, we couldn't be more on the same page. I appreciate you. Appreciate that comment uh, in the post. Hey, listen, if you don't know, go to holyculture.net forward slash events so you know about the events going down in your area all across the country and beyond. We capture them there and hopefully make it easy for you. As always, first of all, let me say this. Let me thank you to all the folks who donated in 2023. Uh, I know you get individual emails when you donate, etc. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means more than you know. We are a 501c3 ministry, Coiling Ministries, and we operate under obviously the brand names of Holy Culture and the Coiling Solution. And when you give, you enable us to continue giving. That's what we're in the business of doing. We're trying to give through the airways. We're trying to give through content online. We're trying to build out these pillars that we call faith, faith, arts, vocation, education, so people can be empowered to reach their potential. And let's be honest, the first way they can reach their potential is by getting to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the work that we're doing, we endeavor to do, we're called to do. But listen, it is empowered by your donation. So highly appreciate it. Uh, also, 
podcasts are available for several shows on the website. You want to check yourself out, avail yourself of those things. My show, uh, the Fixed Morning Radio Show, Church on the Block. Those all spin out the podcast, and you can get those at Holy Coach Radio Podcast. Or go right to the website. Right at the top, you'll see podcast. Click on that thing. And as always, before I get out of here, be informed, be empowered, be accountable. Man, I'm going to leave you with a gem. Can you name this tune? Trust me, son, you haven't lived until you live with the mindset that heaven gives. informed, empowered, and can now be accountable. What were some of your takeaways from this episode? I always enjoy hearing from you, so please share. Additionally, if you have questions, here's some things that are new to you or need some clarity on some of those things, I am here to serve. Go to our website at thecorelingsolution.com slash podcast. Right below the show notes, you'll see a comment section. Tell me about some of your takeaways from the episode. You can ask your questions. You can mention challenges in the areas that we cover or tell me about guests you'd love to hear from. Alternatively, you can do the same through social media channels of Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Thank you as always for linking up and I look forward to seeing you next episode.